Hey guys, this is Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, and you are listening to a Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. It's morphin' time. Hey, welcome back to a Friday edition of Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. And I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, News for San Antonio, Fox 29, San Antonio Spurs Zone. Well, if you don't succeed, try, try again. Uh, that should be the Spurs mantra right now as they'll be looking to snap their three-game skid versus the Orlando Magic tonight in Orlando. We're going to be looking at that game and more. Basically, what should the Spurs do to get a W and uh, just get back on that winning track? Also, DeMar DeRozan, well, shockingly, I'm being sarcastic there, uh, his name popped up in a trade rumor recently uh, via The Ringer, and this time it involved the same Orlando Magic squad that the Spurs will be facing tonight. So what does this mean, basically? To do that and more, I am joined by my main man. You know him, you love him. A.K.A. Mr. Tony Stark of San Antonio, James Pleasure, co-host of the Saturday morning hangover on ESPN San Antonio. James, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. What's up, Jeff, my dude? How you been? I'm doing good. And by the way, I know it's been a long time since you've been here on Los, so I'm glad you are back to close out. Yeah, I thought you forgot about me for a hot minute there. I was like, man, like the Spurs are <laughs> hitting the struggles. I figured like panic is at an all-time high here in the city of San Antonio, and I haven't heard anything from you. Well, you know, when it comes to panic, Spurs, San Antonio, um, I thought of you. Uh, I had to. I, you know, I, and what better way to close out the week, James, than with you coming on board? So uh, glad you're back here on Los. Um, so Spurs and Magic tonight, and the Spurs are looking for a little bit of winning Magic, as they uh, mentioned. You know, they got this three-game skid. They're below five hundred, five and six. Uh, before we get to the hot topic, that being DeMar DeRozan, uh, I actually want to start off with DeMar DeRozan tonight versus Orlando. Um, look, the showcase. Office, yeah, exactly. Uh, look, he's supposed to be the all-star, right? He's supposed to be the, the guy that is the, the two-headed attack of San Antonio, him and LMA. And offensively, you know, he does what he does. But look, they need more out of him. Could I? Would you agree with me that he has to have a classic Demar Derozan night where he just explodes for thirty or more versus Orlando? Somebody's got to get it going, James. So I'm looking at him to be the key tonight. It's really tough to figure out a who this Spurs team is because, like, you'll see Lamar go off, and it's like, oh, that's what they're trying to like. That's what they're trying to do, obviously. And then certain nights they just forget LaMarcus is there and they can't even get him the ball. He becomes disinterested and disappears. And it's like, okay, so who's who's the dude on this team? Like, who's yeah. the dude? And nobody has really taken the dude role. Jamar is the closest thing to the dude but we keep hearing, well, it's DeJounte's team now. It's kind of a passing of the torch. Like, he's the point guard. But DeJounte doesn't know how to get LaMarcus the ball. So that hurts that aspect of the offense when you're talking about getting LaMarcus the ball in a spot to where he can turn and hit. Like, Derek White does that better than does uh, DeJounte. 
uh, DeMar even does that better than DeJounte does currently. Mm -hmm. DeJounte turns the ball over a lot. He's on a minutes restriction. So it feels like whenever, like, things may start even getting going mid-game, like, it gets thrown out of whack because this team doesn't know who they are, who the lead dog is. They don't play good to great all the time. So it's not about that anymore. Like, it's just – it feels very clunky at times. Yeah, and I think you're putting it uh, lightly uh, with the word clunky because versus Minnesota, it looked like a disaster uh, to end the game. If we're talking about the defense, that's a whole different story. Yeah, well, let's transition (laughs) to defense now because when I'm looking at tonight's uh, matchup against the Magic, yeah, they have a below 500 record. I believe they're four and seven. And yeah, you know, that will scream, you know, um, NBA powerhouse. But my goodness, if the Spurs can learn something from Orlando, and that is actually defense. I was shocked to find out that Orlando is actually a really good defensive team despite their record. But heading into tonight's matchup, the Magic, they're second in the NBA in blocks per game at 6.7. They own a defensive rating of 101.1. And at home, they're holding they're holding teams to an average of 99 points per game. Um, that's, not, that's not what the Spurs need right now. You know, it, the Spurs... You know, they should not overlook this Orlando team. They shouldn't, but at the same time, while that's not what they need, the other side of the ball for Orlando is exactly what the Spurs need. Because they're the worst team offensively. They have trouble scoring the ball. So one of the reasons they're interested in DeMar DeRozan in the first place is to kind of help get that last ranked offense going and give them like a go-to score, which they don't currently have right now. So on the other side of things where the Spurs are not struggling offensively, they're struggling more so defensively than offensively. Like this might be a good thing. Question mark, question mark. Exactly. Uh, You know, and we're going to talk about DeMar DeRozan later and, and that rumor that popped up, but uh, yeah, offense is not a problem. Like just looking at DeRozan, you know, he's averaging in the last three during the losing streak, uh, 20 points per game, about five assists. So offensively, he's okay. He's been their most consistent offensive performer game in and game out, no doubt this season. Yeah, exactly. So he's doing fine. But it just defensively where uh, tonight may obvious elephant in the room, uh, if it's not already screaming and blaring his trunk right now, that defense wins games, and if Orlando does what it does and does well, and that's whole teams uh, well under 100, 100 points, and the Spurs have no defense, well, you know, fingers are going to be pointing at, well, what is up with this roster? James, I just think the roster, no matter what defensive goals pop, the roster is just not going to get them there to get to those defensive milestones that they the roster is not a good defensive roster. You've got Patty Mills and Marco Bellinelli who offer very little defensively. You've got Rudy Gay, who's never been known for his defense. Marcus Aldridge, while he's played great defense since coming over to the Spurs, is not a defensive guy. DeMar DeRozan's never been known for his defense. The defenders you have are very, very young, and half of them probably aren't even on the team right now, as Kelvin Johnson sits in Austin currently. Uh, and Quindary Weatherspoon, so the guys that you could hold to take defense to heart, like they're not on this roster. Most of the roster is comprised of guys who are hot and cold, streaky shooters like 
Patty and Marco and don't offer a lot defensively. And the one guy that has the athleticism to be able to possibly give you something defensively is buried on the bench in Pop's doghouse, Lonnie Walker. Yeah. Um, look, the Spurs, the 23rd in opponents points per game in the NBA right now. And that's not good. Uh, they're just letting teams score at will. And it is just these two teams, Magic and the Spurs, they're on opposite ends of the floor, literally a defensive team versus a really good offensive team. Something's got to give. Defense usually wins out. We shall see what happens later on tonight. But you're looking at the Spurs that I think they only won one game on the road. This, and in this losing streak, James, you know teams are pouring on 125 points per game versus the Spurs. Not like it's good. nothing. <laughs> yeah. But Just scoring 125 at will almost seemingly every night. Right. And it's like usually by the third quarter, um, the opposing team's already up 100 or more. I mean, it's that bad. Yeah. But speaking of and Lonnie Walker. Here's the, problem. here's the problem when you think about that as well. Maybe the Spurs aren't built to win defensively. Like, nobody ever uh, – the Golden State Warriors were a very good defensive team, but it was defense when it mattered. And maybe that's what the Spurs need to switch to is defense in in instances because mm-hmm. this is a more of an offensive-driven Spurs team than I've ever seen in the last 20 years. Yeah, maybe they should uh... – Ask George Gervin if he can bring some ABA tips and how to just run teams out of the court this season. But I, I want to circle to Lonnie Walker. Um, I recently wrote an article, I think it was yesterday, uh, about Lonnie uh, and Rudy Gay. And he, if there's anybody who's advocating that Lonnie needs burn right now, and that's Rudy. He made it very loud and clear in the lawsuit in Minnesota. I'm going to paraphrase here, but basically he said Lonnie needs reps, Lonnie needs to get out of the court. Lonnie needs to be out there. Do you agree with him, James? Well, it depends what you're trying to do if you're the Spurs. I mean, it's a very good question that lends itself to something we should probably talk about after a break in terms of is it time to blow it up and let the young guys play? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because they have – the the young guns they have them they have a few of them stashed away in austin they got a few well lonnie buried on the bench right now and supposedly james he's very non-competitive according to popovich but uh, i guess that's for a different show and then of course uh you, you know you got Conan johnson you know yes i get it he's playing in the g league against his g league competition but nevertheless He's averaging a little over 20 points per game, and he's doing it on the defensive end, too, for Austin. You know, yep. do, you, do you sacrifice a season for development, James? Would you do that? Basically, that's what, this, that's what everything boils down to right now. And those rumors regarding DeMar DeRozan and other key pieces that you could probably move around February, like – do you sacrifice this season, the playoff streak, and all those things that Spurs fans love to hold their hat on? Do you sacrifice that in order to try and expedite the growth of the youth? Because I told you this during the summer. If Lonnie Walker's going to play, where are his minutes coming from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody was coming back, 
and they even added some pieces. So it's the position he plays is roadblocked by whether it's Rudy or it's Jamar or DeJounte or Derek or Patty or Marco or Brent. There are too many guards slash forwards in Lonnie's way to get significant minutes with this team unless he earns them in practice showing pop, which apparently he's not doing, which is why he's in the doghouse. So it comes down to somebody's got to go if you're Mm going to start getting this guy minutes or the philosophy has to change. One of the two. Yeah, um, it's it's an interesting time in San Antonio right now with this current roster. Um, They have future players that could uh, be good, solid players, as Riddy pointed out. He made made no bones about it. He said, and I'm quoting now, I'm quoting, he said about Lonnie, he's a hell of a talent. So he sees something maybe in practice, uh, maybe in warm-ups, maybe in scrimmages they run through between games that he's seen. But circling back uh, to tonight's matchup versus Orlando, there's just one thing that you just want to see the Spurs do tonight to get a W and break this losing streak. What would it be? Uh, just that, get a W, right? You know, yeah. Whatever, whether you whether you do it offensively by scoring outscoring them 130, 125, or if you do it by holding one of the worst offensive teams in the league to a hundred points. Like however you do it, just do it. Like just get a win. I don't care how you do it, how pretty it is, what it looks like. If, you, if you're going to salvage this season, you need to figure out an identity, and that identity has got to start leading to wins because what you're doing is kind of dipping your toe in each end of the water, and it's not working right now because you're not good at really much of anything. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, because we're going to be talking about this in the next segment, it would be against the magic oh, coming off that rumor regarding the uh, uh, Orlando's interest in DeMar DeRozan. Now, as for me, um, if there's one thing I want to see, I just want to see effort. Just show me you got the you-know-what to get out there and play. You see them get bullied in the paint. somebody's what? <laughs> yeah. You see, I mean, James, it's no secret. In this, in the last few games, they just been getting bullied in the paint. I mean, teams are just doing what they want versus San Antonio. 50 points in the paint, that's almost it's common now. Line, man. Yeah. It's a layup line. It's a layup line. And I know a lot of fans are going to be pointing the finger at LMA and, and, and maybe Lyles and Pirtle, but collectively, that paint defense is atrocious from everybody because the perimeter has got to slow them down somewhat, and that is not happening. You're seeing uh, um, You're seeing players. breakdown defensively yeah. at every level, on the perimeter, yeah. in the paint, on the baseline, yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. And look, DeJounte is still coming back from his injury. That's why he's on a minutes uh, restriction. So pre-injury defense is not up to par as it is right now. And yeah, since the start of the season to tonight's game, he's been kind of on a little bit of a personal slide too. Uh, His numbers have been dipping gradually and he chalks it up to just simply getting in foul trouble. And that is true. You look at the box scores, he's usually having three, four, and he admitted in the game recently that it's getting to his head now. So there's that, but his defense has not been that all NBA defensive second team. 
surgery. Same thing with Derek White. Look, he's coming off the bench now. His his minutes are reduced now. His impact defensively is minimized now. So it's not just LMA, and I think fans are missing that point. And it's not Proto, and it's it's not Lyles, or it's everybody. Everybody right now, James, as you said, is messing up defensively. And and it, who does the James offense is, need to go through? Because this team seemingly plays its best when the offense works its way through Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, it does, and and you know, and, but that but the see, but I see that as great. Then, if I'm an opposing team, I'm saying, well, look, they're going to try to establish LMA first, so do what you got to do to slow him down. And then, you know, then he gets out of a, he gets into a funk. You know, he's not the, he's Boston Celtics to Lamarcus Aldridge, and then everything pretty much goes downhill from there. So, the Spurs are in such a such a rock and a hard place right now, James. I swear, I I don't know what more we can say about this. That's the, that's the difficult thing when you try and play 90s basketball in an era that is built about layups and three-pointers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you're a team that takes very, very few. Probably if I haven't looked at the box score or uh, at the league uh, rankings, but mm-hmm. I would bet the Spurs are at, if not really close to the very bottom of the league, and three-point attempts per game, and also, I would say, probably percentage made because of the way that Bellinelli and Patty have been playing of late. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you even have to uh, dig that deep. Um, if you're looking at what they're doing right now in this, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in this uh, uh, losing streak right now, so pardon me. And that's uh, just not involved. a way to win in the NBA in 2019. No, 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 it definitely isn't because – in this losing streak, the Spurs are just simply not connecting from deep. They're averaging about 37% right now in the last three. Uh, not good. Uh, 25 per game in this losing streak, and they're averaging about maybe nine, ten makes. So they're just not going through. And right now their point differential is a minus 13, so they're getting clobbered in this losing streak. But hopefully things turn around tonight versus Orlando and the Spurs get that W on the road, get that bad taste out of their mouth, and whew, come just just keep on moving ahead. The season's just before just a left. Go ahead. Well, tomorrow a preview of things to come for the Spurs is tomorrow. Oh, James, that's a perfect segue. Is tomorrow a preview of things to come out off the court between the Spurs and the Magic? Let's continue our chat with James Pleasure. He is the co-host of ESPN San Antonio's The Saturday Morning Hangover. My goodness, uh, you and RJ, you're still plowing ahead, aren't y'all? Oh, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun, and this is the great time of year where we kind of got – we had the Major League Baseball. We had the Astros in the World Series. We have now the Astros winning awards, and now we have the Astros getting blamed for cheating. We've got football <laughs> wall-to-wall, college and pros. The NBA season's underway. The Spurs' like red light alert is as loud as it's been in 20 years. Like This is a good time for Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> it, it really is. And how can um, fans of your show and ESPN San Antonio tune in for you and RJ show? Well, you can listen if you live in San Antonio on 1250 AM, 94.5 on the FM. Or if um, you're outside the area or just kind of doing things via 
the app on your phone. You can go to ESPNSA.com and listen live there Saturday mornings, 9 to 11. Plus, we always podcast it, so you can find it in uh, old episodes or if you just want to get to it later in the day on Saturday, uh, ESPNSA.com under the Audio Vault tab. There you go. Simple as that. All right. So we're not completely done with the Orlando Magic and your San Antonio Spurs. I know. Uh, I As all of Spurs fandom heard around the world a couple of days, a report out of the ringer uh, stated. And Thanks, Kevin O'Connor. Exactly. Yeah, thank you for remember, refreshing my memory. I, I was trying to get the right attribution, but I remember the ringer because it rang in my head. That's how I remembered it. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, O'Connor uh, claimed that some in the Orlando Magic organization um, have reached out and expressed interest in DeMar DeRozan and making a deal. And as James mentioned in the first segment, uh, Orlando is a tough defensive team, but offensively, they stink. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. They need a guy. They need a guy, basically. And DeMar DeRozan fits the bill. Now, why would they target DeMar if the report is accurate? Well, he's in his final contract season. Um, it doesn't look like it's fitting in San Antonio with him and the, and the club, the makeup of it. And you know, maybe he wants to go back to the Eastern Conference. Uh, there's that. But nevertheless, it is what it is. James, what do we make of this recent rumor regarding DeMar DeRozan? Uh, I mean, I think it's great. And I think it comes from people within the Orlando Magic more so than the San Antonio Spurs. So I don't know how exactly to face the or ju- gauge the uh, – interest that mm-hmm. have in dealing to Rosen, but I think it's something that makes sense for both ends because let's if you look at the roster, Orlando has a gluttony of bigs. They've got mm-hmm. a lot of bigs, young animals, whether it's Vucevic or uh, Mo Bamba, like they've got a lot of bigs on that roster and they've got, you know, a guy like Evan Fournier who's a uh, defensive-minded guard that would more so suit what pop feels like he's trying to do with his team and getting him to play defense. And maybe you could get a, 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 a draft pick as well out of it. I don't know exactly what you're looking for, but when you have the gluttony of guards that the Spurs do, if you can unload a DeMar to pave way for minutes for Lonnie and Derek and DeJounte and maybe have a starting lineup of Derek and DeJounte together with Lonnie coming off the bench to kind of continue to give you that youth and athleticism i mean it makes sense in a way mm-hmm. to be able to a unsettle yourself from demar's contract b get some young pieces in return even though we know like the spurs aren't much on youth and playing youth that's evidenced by <laughs> everything going on this year you don't say but it we're at a, we're at a point where it's time to either you know Leaper, get off the pot because yeah. you're you're hovering at 500. You're in a Western Conference that's ultra competitive, and you don't have a team that looks like it's ready to compete in this Western Conference. So you either need to hit fast forward on this development instead of like, oh, Lonnie, you got to show it. To like, let him out there. Like, let him learn in the fire and see if he's got what it takes or bring up some of the guys from the G League that you took in the first round, possibly. Like, I know the Spurs don't skip a lot of steps in terms of developing their young talent, 
And even DeJounte is considered young talent because look at him. I know he's coming off an injury, but minutes restriction, like he's there, there's just so many things that scream the Spurs are not ready to turn this thing over to their youth. And they're holding on for dear life with these older vets that it feels like it's costing them games in the long run. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It's it's pretty much has been thrown to the fire, and if it means moving Demar, whether it be Orlando or whoever else, then so be it. Now, as far as this rumors is concerned, I'm right there with you. Dealing with the magic makes sense. You move Demar out of the West. Um, you, you know, you know, you get pieces, young pieces back if they're going to go with a uh, Fournier or, or Mobamba, um, and yeah. you get you you don't have to worry about is he going to stay or go at the end of the season. That headache is off uh, new GM Brian Wright's uh, shoulders, or you know, how much it will cost to keep him. Right, because, a non-defensive minded guard that doesn't shoot threes. Yeah, because there's so many things that could happen if nothing happens with Demar. If he just uh, stays out there, he could just surprise everybody. And say like, eh, I'm going to pick up my player option, and guess what? The Spurs are strapped for 27 million dollars on the books next season. He could say, uh, "Thanks, peace out. It was fun." And then next thing you know, he either says, "You know what? I'm going to go home too, like Kawhi, and see what the, the Clippers want to do if they want to add me on their roster." He bomber bags. You know, and then great. Now he's he's just made the clip that strong. Or maybe he just. And here's the one part that's really tough to discern on what their the thoughts is with Demar, to where are they simply afraid to move move him because that's all you have to show for Kawhi, where it's not true. If you trade him, instead of losing him and possibly in free agency, you could recoup more. And point to that as well. Demar led to this, which led to this. So that's what we got for Kawhi. Yeah, and look, if the Magic are desperate for an offensive player of Demar Derozan's stature, then you know I would, I wouldn't mind and say here's a draft pick. I, I'm fine with that, you know, um, because I think what's going to happen it's, the longer. More in a draft pick to get them more. Let's, no, let's I start am, there. I that, but I'm talking about in addition to the players that they have on the roster. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, because the longer this drags out and the Spurs the crossing figures they don't. Yeah, the crossing figures they don't, but if they start losing, his value starts going down. So well, it's, um, not, it's not the losing. It's the fact that the closer you get to the trade deadline with him not picking up that option, the less value he holds. And the more value the player holds in terms of, you know, what, where he goes. Like yeah, right now just... you've got a wide open net of a bunch of teams that are still seemingly the Magic who are at four and seven are trying to make a, a postseason move right now. The Magic aren't going to be in that boat if they don't stay around the playoff hunt by February mm-hmm. and the trade deadline. So that you lose a team. Right now you have more teams at, at – willing to bid on his services than you would say closer to the trade deadline. Yeah. So, um, but if you're looking at this rumor, we are, uh, are you buying it? Uh, are you selling? The, the wild card in all of this 
is the Spurs' new general manager. By the way, it's not R.C. Buford anymore. I know we all saw him at Tony Parker's retirement. No, no, he's the new head of Spurs Sports and Entertainment, the whole shebangabang. Uh, he is no longer the general manager of the Spurs. There is a new man in charge, and Pop says that he's the guy that's taking over the reins. So, I mean, what we, we all know what R.C.'s deal is. We all kind of know what Pop's deal is when it comes to – whether it's moving talent or acquiring talent or, you know, everything's real quiet and it just kind of happens or it doesn't and it never seems to be a bigger move. This new guy, Brian, I, I, I don't know what to make of him because yeah. I don't even really know who he is. I know he's been with the Spurs for a couple of years, but I mean – I know. I mean, he's, he's, he, we have nothing to judge him on. Right. Right. And this is going to be his first true test as uh, the Spurs new GM is DeMar DeRozan. We already know one thing he did. Uh, he re-upped LaMarcus Aldridge for one more season. So there's that. Um, but DeMar DeRozan is the biggest wild card here. Uh, do they move forward with a guy who's starting the back end of his career? He's not on the decline or anything, but he, it's getting there already. Um, do you mortgage the future financially as well, as well as player development? As you mentioned, Lonnie, there's just so many things going on. And I agree with you. I think it was probably started by the magic. You know, they got to get feelers out there. You know, the Spurs are notoriously quiet and vaulted with everything. So why not just shake the trees a bit? Oh, wow, Jeff. I've got some breaking news. Hit me with it. The Spurs' uh, opponent this weekend, the Portland Trailblazers, just added a little bit of depth. According to Woj, yeah. Carmelo Anthony is now a Portland Trailblazer. Wow. Well, there's the Spurs that. next <laughs> opponent after they're done with uh, Orlando. And, and guess what? Everybody's gonna, all the Spurs fans are probably hearing it now saying, you see, you should have got him if, if he ends up panning out. I mean, look what happened with Dwight Howard. You know, everybody laughed at uh, D. Howard, thinking he's he's a fail. Then he's actually pretty good right now. So, hmm, interesting, interesting thing. It's going to be an interesting time right now for the Spurs and Demar Derozan. The future of him uh, already. You know, you're looking at Orlando reportedly um, seeking his services. Will the Spurs bite? Will they try to make a move before the trade deadline? Um, remains to be seen. Uh, this is just the beginning, uh, James, and I think listeners should know that. I We're going to probably see I a lot of rumors. Should, I think they should move to more uh, just to open up minutes for guys like Lonnie Watt. Like, there's so many guards blocking Lonnie's way for minutes, as I mentioned over the summer. Like, this is a perfect opportunity for you to recoup some value, possibly at a big, which you just don't have many outside of LaMarcus Aldridge and Drew Eubanks on the roster to possibly add another big to a young bouncing athletic big who's more apt to possibly play in this type of system in the NBA and another draft pick as well. Like I, I don't see a negative in moving DeMar DeRozan currently. What say you? Yeah. You know, I, I'm indifferent. It's tough, right? Because yeah. it's, the, it's the point. You know he's giving you 25 a game. Yeah. I, I'm kind of in the middle. If they move him, and I see, and obviously we know the Spurs will hopefully do a good job of moving him and getting good assets back. 
I wouldn't be mad. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay. It makes sense. I understand if they keep him because offense is kind of the thing right now in the NBA. I get that too. So it's such a divide. It's such a a splitting issue right now among the Spurs fan base, uh, among talking heads, on uh, media like you and me. Um, it is what it is, but. In my opinion, I just think this is the tip of the iceberg and these rumors regarding DeMar's future and uh, with San Antonio and other teams are probably just going to start churning out more and more as the deadline reaches. Now, here's the uh, real reaches. cracker. Here's the real cracker. If you move a guy like DeMar, are you admitting it's time to just kind of hit the hard reset? And at that point, do you start thinking, especially since you extended him, about moving LaMarcus as well? Uh, yeah, I, I think if they start doing that, like moving DeMar and, and where they do move him, I'm sorry, and they start uh, paving the way for the younger crew, I think it's time. And I think LaMarcus would see that too. Does LaMarcus or would LaMarcus want to be part of a rebuilding? Because that's basically what it is. Uh, does he want exactly. to be part of a, a rebuilding team in his point of his NBA career? No, I, I would definitely see him look at the landscape of the Spurs team and say, huh, Lonnie's getting run. They're calling up Luca." Keldon is now getting more minutes over a guy like Bellinelli and, and KJ is getting minutes over Mills. I see where this is going. Uh, get me out of here. I can see that. So, yeah, I think we're going to see the future of the Spurs post pop. Give me an interesting domino effect coming yeah. up here these next couple of months. <laughs> exactly. You're about, everybody's about to witness the future of the Spurs and where they're going to go. Do they blow it up? Or they just keep on keeping on. And, yeah. So there's so many things to do. All right. Um, when we get back, we're going to continue our chat with James Pledger. And I'm going to ask him a, a very, very important question that I think all San Antonio needs to hear. Oh. We are back and we are chatting with James Pledger of ESPN San Antonio's The Saturday Morning Hangover. James, during the game versus the Spurs, uh, Minnesota's Robert Covington decided to, you know what? I'm going to start snacking with minutes left in the game because eh, they got the game. Eh, The Spurs are not going to come back. Question to you. Do you blame him if he wants to start noshing a little bit and have a little snack? Um, You know? uh, Absolutely not. By the way, Robert (laughs) Covington would have been a great Spur. But yeah, you know, I don't blame him. I mean, it's a, a, he specifically ate a, a waffle, and hey, waffles can be tasty no matter what time of day. You give me some chicken and waffles, I'm gonna chow down. Like if I like, I do it at, like sitting on the bench in the second quarter, man. Just somebody behind me offers me some food. Yeah, give me a little bite of that. I need like a, I need a carb load real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm picturing he's sitting there saying, "Huh, ten minutes left." We're up 11. Spurs are looking flat right now. They're not making their shots. Why not? Let's, uh, let's commence the snacking. Let's go ahead and start digging in. Uh, don't blame them. I don't blame them. Uh, I put popcorn or nachos. What would be your snack if a, your team is up big and it's just a matter of time before you get a W? What snack would you be chewing on? I would hope that, like, like, do I have my druthers or am I eating, like, off of somebody behind me on the bench? You have your druthers. I, oh, okay. Well, if that's the case, probably a pickle. You're getting a pickle? Really? 
Yeah, I love pickles. And plus, like, after, you know, that activity, it helps to prevent cramping. Like, there's tons of great uses for pickles aside from just how delicious they are. Yeah, yeah. I'd totally go pickles. I would go, huh, I think probably go with some nachos. I say, you know, just bring the tray out. I'm good. You know, they don't need me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and carb load right now and get ready for uh, tomorrow's practice. So bring out the nachos <laughs> and the cheese. All right. <laughs> so um, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. Uh, what do you think about tonight's matchup versus the Magic? It's in the bag for San Antonio, or are you a little worried? And also, what do you make of the DeMar DeRozan rumor regarding his future in San Antonio and possibly with the Magic? Uh, James? At me. Tell yeah, tell them how they act you. Give you give them uh, they give you their thoughts on the situation. At I am pleasure on Instagram and Twitter. Just at me, man. That's it. Just at him and make sure to listen over on ESPN San Antonio. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio, fox29sanantonio.com. There's plenty of content for you. And you can read all about Rudy Gay and what he had to say about uh, Lonnie Walker's uh, minutes this Marco, season. You can read about Marco's shooting struggles. Oh, my God. By the way, before I put a close, did you see that tweet I put out with his <laughs> shooting uh, map so far at this point of the season? Yeah, that, it's no not way. good. <laughs> it's a lot of red. I, I feel like that scene in um, Anchorman, uh, when he looks at Baxter, the dog says, I don't know to be upset or just more <laughs> impressed. I mean, I, I was at that point and it all just started because I was just curious. I, I wasn't going in there with the intent of, Oh, I'm going to trash Mark or make him look bad. I was thinking at my desk, is it really that bad? I mean, is it, am I missing something here? You know, let me just check it out. And Holy moly. Was I shocked? Um, it feels oh, like he's playing bad, but it can't be that bad, right? Yeah, that, that was my thought. I was like, okay, he's playing bad, but is it really that bad? And I looked, I said, holy smokes, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's, not it's good. that bad. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, did you see the uh, article that I found uh, from, uh, from uh, I think it was an uh, Italian outlet, um, Sky Sport. There you go. That's the source. Where he actually opened up about his struggles, and he's saying, according to Bellinelli himself, yeah. he's just a game away from breaking loose, baby. Well, yeah, that's a shooter's mentality, man. You got to shoot yourself out of uh, out of a slump. Yeah. Well, the I, the only thing I'm glad about it, he admitted that he's a, he's pretty ticked off at himself, and the, his word was he's furious. And so, I, don't hey, worry, you're not alone, Marco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he recognizes there's an issue, I would have been more stunned if he came out. And the reporter asked him, and his response was, what are you talking about? Huh? What, what are the struggles? I would, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. But all in all, it's such a great time uh, uh, talking with you, James, as always. Sorry for the long delay, but, man, we got you in to close out the week, so it couldn't get better than that. So for James Pleasure. enjoy it, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. I always enjoy time with you, too. So for James Pleasure, I am Jeff Garcia, and we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. <laughs>